Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Grown Man Watch Kid Shit. It's me, TJ, and I'm here with the one, the only, Jordan. Jordan, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. Um, you know, um, I'm excited to talk about uh, t- 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 talk about this movie with you. But before we get into that, I just want to comment on, if I may uh, sort of explain why I winked at you prior to the episode starting. Oh, my yeah, so 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 TJ asked right before we started, he said, are you ready? And I was about to take a drink, and like the can was coming up to my face. And instead of just being like, yeah, I just like give it a little like wink, and it's like, okay, we're good. And then, yeah, so that's that's where that wink comes from. It's like, yes, I'm ready. Do you know what I mean? You paranoid. You pa- I, I was giving you a hard time about it, just like <laughs> I give you a hard time about literally every other thing in your life. So it ain't no thing. But I'm going to call myself out because one thing that I want to talk about, and I'm curious if other people do this too, like when I winked, I did that with my mouth, and that's just like a natural, normal sound that sort of came out. I can tell you that there's only like five people in my life who have done that at the same time, and I can tell you that three of them were hitting on me. So. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I just, it, just, it, just, it just kind of came out. I don't know if that happens as a... As you get older, but yeah, man, I'm doing, I'm doing good. How Did about you say? How as you, you get older, winking well, habits are not linked to age. Well, I think that there are things that, like, I absolutely, I think, especially like being a dad, and I'm, 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 I'm uh, excited to talk about this. But we watched a goofy movie, by the way. Uh, so there are definitely like some some very dadisms in this movie, and and I, th- I think, I think the winking sound and the um, you know, along with the jokes and along with other things, I'm, I find myself as much as I rebelled against turning into my dad, I find myself like slowly adopting some of the things that he used to do. I don't think we're the what's same the, person. Okay. But, but what, yeah. What's well, the one thing that you used to hate as a kid that you do now? Well, there's two things. One was every single time my dad would get, um, a present. He still does this. He would shake the box and he'd say, box of rocks, box of rocks, that kind of thing, every single time. And one year for Christmas, I legit filled up a box of rocks and gave it to him. Um, and he got mad. <laughs> but uh, there's that. You gave and him something else too, right? Yeah, I gave him something else. I gave him something else. So I haven't done that one yet, but the one thing that I did that I have started to do that I told myself I never would do every single time he would pull up behind a car at like a red light or something, he would go like this, like act like he was going to like hit the back of the car, you know? And I, I, I do that. I do that now. I don't, I don't do the exact sound, but it's like a bam, you know, shit like that. You're slowing down. You're obeying the rules of traffic and their regulations, but you just, but but you're just you're just letting your intrusive thoughts live out loud. Yeah, you're just bah, you know, and and it really, it really hit me when um, how much I've done it. When Kim was like, "I didn't marry your dad," she Ooh. said that we were like one of the restaurants. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's it's crazy, man. You know, and I'm interested to talk about it because I think this movie sort of it doesn't necessarily touch with on that, but it is like a father son. You know, uh, uh, and you can extend that to just a parent-child sort of relationship. So. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What about you? As you're getting older, and as responsibilities are growing, do you find yourself doing things or saying things that little TJ was like, "I'm never going to be like that"? Yeah, there's two things. One, do you remember the movie Corinna Corinna with Whoopi Goldberg? There's a part in the movie where Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, she, I think she's a nanny or like a caretaker for this little white girl or whatever. It's definitely mm-hmm. like a, it's like a '90s version of a magical Negro story, right? Um, and she's up there, and every when they reach a red light, 
she blow she she blows air at it and it turns green every time. Yeah, it's a thing. Is this like a is she like a Kazam or something? No. No. Like it, you know, I think I I I can remember very it's I remember very little about the movie. This is one of the few things I do remember is them blowing the lights and then turning green. But I think it's one of those stories where it's like, you know, the summer that I blah 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 blah. And Whoopi Goldberg's mm-hmm. like this person who comes into her life and she thinks every you know she thinks the sun shines out of her ass. Yeah, right. Uh, but my mom for the longest time she used to do that every red light, right? And I used to be like, he's dumb as hell. And now I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other thing I do is my mom was um, known notoriously for being the most embarrassing parent at any function. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, make you want to grow a shell so you can crawl inside of it. Uh, I remember specifically there was a time um, I took a kid's rocket science class at NASA, right? Not to sound bougie, uh, but it sounds bougie as fuck. <laughs> Don't shake your hand. Yeah. So I'll make sure to I'll make sure to pick up all these names you're dropping on my way out of here. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> put it in your box of rocks. How about that? <laughs> but yeah, but so here we were, and we had you know those like little rocket kits that you got as a kid where you like nope. the thing. Okay, well there were rocket kits where you build a little rocket and it starts okay. and you. You can create like a little electric fuse that it goes and it shoots it up and it has a little parachute that comes out and everything like that, right? Oh, okay. Um, they sell them at NASA, at the Johnson Space Center. So take <laughs> um, so our big thing was uh, this was part of the gifted and talented program bullshit. And so they had to every every semester they had like a parent day. So you had to show them what you were learning and stuff like that in some sort of demonstration of some sort. And this one was like, okay, we're all going to shoot off our rockets. So I remember there were four rocket pads where the kids would go and we'd put up our rockets. And I want to say I was like third in the third or fourth group or something like that. There were like 40 of us. Maybe not 40. There were like 30 of us. And they go down to like, and on pad number one is Charles. On pad number two is Lisa. On pad number three is TJ. You just hear, as if I'm actually doing... I'm just pressing a button. You know what I mean? As if like... Like you're in the rocket and shit. (laughs) Like this is my first step to becoming a member of the International Space Station or some shit. It's like that scene in Armageddon where they all like go to the rocket for the first time and you're like, you walk out with that helmet under your arm and shit. You're like, all right, mama. (laughs) But the worst part was they, they stopped and they said, well... We all know TJ's mom is here. And before they kept going, I was like, you ain't have to call her out like that. But that started, uh, you can ask my sisters, my every event, let them utter a, 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 a syllable of our name. Mm-hmm. You would think that we won the fucking Nobel Peace Prize. And I'm like, it's yeah. not that. Like, calm down. It's This is a band concert. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, <laughs> this ain't no sporting <laughs> event. Um, but... Uh, I'm the first one to like yell and scream and be all embarrassing and shit now too. Uh, yeah. Me and my older sister say that uh, that process and still the uh, don't give a fuck. And I was like, we don't give a fuck. What are people gonna say? Mm-hmm. Wow, that person really loves their kid. You know, shit like that. Right. Or like, oh, they're really here to support their friend. How dare they? There's yeah. a couple times when someone has been like, hey, like to my mom, like my mom looked at them like. Who the fuck are you talking to? I know what I mean. Yeah. She'll fight. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's my firm belief that uh, extenuating circumstances aside, you know what I mean? Because I understand that there are different experiences that people have, but like we become our parents to a certain degree, you know? Um, And one thing that I noted when watching this movie, um, you know, this movie sort of, it's kind of introduced that concept um, a little bit. And we'll talk about like the plot and everything a little bit later, but like, you know, watching this movie as a kid, obviously it came out in 95. It was fire for 
our generation. This was, I mean, shit, bro. The, the, so this came out when they were doing like a lot of the Disney, like the classic characters were getting like their own sort of like treatment, you know? So we had like Goofy Movie, DuckTales, you know what I mean? Which, I, I you know, still like derivative of, of Donald Duck and shit like that. Um, Tailspin. You remember that? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, Tailspin, like all oh, this kind of stuff. Yeah. Tailspin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tailspin. Yeah. So there's all, you know, so this is all coming out, out around that time. Um, but this movie, watching this as a kid, you know, and you identify with Max. You know what I mean? And you think Max is like the coolest motherfucker ever. You know what I mean? And And then watching this now as an adult, especially watching this now as a parent, Mm. And and coming at it from Goofy's perspective, this movie hits just as hard, but hits way fucking different now. I agree. Um, I agree. This is, uh, I always say, uh, Goofy is dad goals, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I th- I, th- I think there's still stuff that Goofy needs to learn you know, being a dad. I mean, here's the thing. Like you look at Pete, I am not condoning Pete's like parenthood whatsoever, but there's like an ounce of, of Pete that I think Goofy needed to, needed to, needed to have, but maybe even smaller than an ounce, maybe an ounce is too much. It's like, I think Pete was sort of the overcorrection of what Goofy, of, of the type of parent that Goofy thought he needed to be. You know, well, I, um, you know, I think I, I, it, I think that every parent, and this is a conversation I've had with my sister, you know, me and my mom, we've talked about her parenting. Um, I'm noticing it with my other sister. I'm noticing it with family members. There is just a vast adjustment that has to happen in the way that you parent whenever you get to the teenagers and they're actually becoming like a child is becoming themselves. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think that the reason I say goofy is dad goals is because where Pete definitely like runs that with an iron fist and it's like, I'm going to mold PJ to be this thing. Uh, I think goofy. Okay. Don't. Uh, I think that goofy, uh, 100%. Just leads with the level of love and care that I've always like appreciated. Yeah, your your dog is hot about girls, it. Your dog got hey, it. hey, girls, girls. Hold on one second. All right, I'll be right. I'll be right back. Will Jordan make it back in time? Is this the end for grown men who want to get shit? Or is this just a way for me to stop? Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Great. So I, don't, I, I'm, I'm, I was like, I'm, I'm going to have to edit this out, but then you play music. I'm not going to edit this out. You're going to do whatever you're doing. No, I, I, um, I, had a, I had a whole little bit. I'm going to wait for you to discover. Great. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, no, I agree. I, th- I think, I think, I think, leading with love, and I think realizing that, at least for me, and it's crazy because I just said we become our parents to a certain degree. I don't want my kids, and and I and I and I say that certain degree, like capital letters. I don't want my kids to be exactly like me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and, and the I don't want your kids to be exactly like you either. <laughs> when you realize. Your kids, that your kids are becoming like their own person. There's something exciting. There's something a little bit scary. It's it's just a new experience for you, I think, as a parent. I think Goofy being able to to realize that was really, really cool. And, um, but I will say to the Pete's of the world, to those of you who like giving unsolicited parenting advice, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, don't, like, like, don't. I hate that shit. And, and because every single kid is different, you know, uh, there, you know, Max you know, isn't like PJ. I think, you know, PJ, I, I, I wonder what PJ would have been like had Pete been more, been more like goofy, but you know, what are you going to say? I was going to say, you know, it's as someone who doesn't have kids, when I look at the way people parent, do you think I don't have opinions? Oh, 
Everybody, listen, if you know me, you know I got an opinion about everything. Um, like there's there's some there's some kids I'm looking at them like, oh yeah, you obviously ain't never been beaten in your life. Um, yeah, I don't condone beating your kids, but I grew up getting hit. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh yeah, you you living in that in that gentle correction. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that being said, I also know I'm like, it's not my place. It's not my place. I can go mm-hmm. home and I can think it all I want. I'm not gonna say shit because yeah. it's not my place. The only time, the only time I will say shit, only time I will say shit is if the effects of someone's parenting or the lack thereof affects someone I love or a child or like my nieces or nephews or something that I'm like, no, 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 no. This is mine and your shit. Not about mm-hmm. to fuck up my shit because if. Cause they are they they won't fight, but I will. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, and it's crazy talking about these movies. We've done a lot of movies uh, so far that deal with sort of, I don't say guides, but sort of like examples of like how shitty your kids could turn out if you're not if you're not a you know a solid parent. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen the examples of parents who let their kids get away with everything. You know, and, and 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 what what uh, what that has them turn into. We've seen examples of parents who sort of look at themselves as friends to their kids, you know, before everything else, and seen that. And we've also seen the more oppressive kind. And I think, you know, it's 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 about striking this weird balance that is completely, de- you know, determined by the kind of kid that you know your kid is, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, some, some parenting stuff and, and I've never, I've never been in a situation, uh, where I've had to like say it because it's never been anyone that I've been related to or whatever, but I know some people whose parenting style just baffles me. Like if their kid, if their kid hurts somebody and they, they Googled it or watched some, some YouTube video about it or something like that, like if your kid is hurting another kid. That's your kid showing that they need love and attention from you. Mm-hmm. And their philosophy is if my kid hurts another kid, I'm going to go and hug my kid, not tell them it's okay. They don't have to apologize. And like, what do you need? What do you need? And that's the kind of shit that is going to breed fucking terrible people <laughs> in my opinion, you know? And, and, you see that happen at like parks and stuff. I saw it. It was, it was, um, and then like, sure enough, it is, it, the conversation was after with the fact that we were at a park and, you know, I had my kids and they had their kids and their kid picked up a stick, like a big old, like a, like a fucking branch and was just like kind of swinging it around. And some other kid was sliding down the slide, you know? And they hit the kid. They just hit the kid coming down the slide. You know what I mean? Like cold clock, like just, just, you know, <laughs> Sudden shot, you know what I mean? Just bam. And see, look, I'm trying not to laugh at the situation, but the way you describe <laughs> <laughs> both sets of parents run up, you know what I mean? The kid that just got that just got hit and the kid who did the hit and and the kid's parents who 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 the kid who just got hit were like looking at the other parents like, yo, you gonna fucking you know, you gonna handle this shit, you know, like this is this is kind of fucked up or whatever. And then the other parent, you know, the parents of the kids who did the hit and who adopted this philosophy, uh, I heard them say, you don't have to apologize, you know? And it's like, what the fuck? The hell you don't? You know? Um, but shit, and I, got, I was thinking, man, if I did that shit as a kid and my parents saw that, I'd be, that's a rat. You know what I mean? Like, I... Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> so... But I say all of this, and, and we talk about all of this because I think both of us. This is my first time watching this movie um, as an adult. Hold up, what? Yeah, I have not. The last time I watched this movie was. Uh, well, I know we fucking say it a lot. It's becoming a broken record. It was a daycare movie for me, and that was the last time that I watched this. Something um, wrong with you? Yeah, you I haven't. It. I haven't watched this. Uh, you know, but this. You know, watching it now as an adult, watching it now as a parent, talk about a movie that is for both. You know, and and I struggle, TJ, to think. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just spouting words off the top of off the top of the dome. 
I struggle to think of a movie. I'm not going to, I don't know. Um, this isn't going to affect my rating at all of it at the end, but I've struggled to think of a movie that um, is, is geared towards both parent and, and kid equally. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you think of anything that we've done? Cause I'm sitting here kind of going through my Rolodex of the movies that we've done and like what, and I know we I haven't mean, seen all of them. There might be there might be better examples, but watching this now, and maybe it's recency bias because we just got off, you know, just got done watching it today. But it's like this movie, like the messages, the moments, you know what I mean? Like the focus is for both parent and kid. Yeah. And and that that's why I will say is that um I think that the movie that we have watched that I would say tries to do this the best would probably be Yes Day. And you know how you and I both feel about yeah, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that this movie was constructed in such a way because the, Goofy's name is in the movie, right? But some people would say that this is a movie about Max, right? And so they, they wrote it in such a way where it is a pretty even balance of like mm-hmm. you're getting a Goofy. Like you start off with a Max scene, yes, but you're then you go into a Goofy and Max scene. You do get a lot of, and then it's like Max, the goofy, like the split is really damn good. And then when they get together, it is about like exploring both emotional sides equally. Um, And I do think that this is probably the the most balanced. uh, It absolutely is. uh, Portrayal that I've seen. uh, I'm going to say ever. I I love this movie. It's my favorite Disney movie. Just get that out of the way. Um, but I think <laughs> no spoilers for for your rating. But no spoilers. But I think that that's part of the reason, right? Mm-hmm. Is that there is a very clear and even distinction because yeah, like they they it it is a a thing that you can only explore by looking at both sides simultaneously and equally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and 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 as far as like whose movie it is, I mean this is a rare occasion TJ where, and it's all subjective, you know what I mean? But as far as just, you know, the, you know, from a narrative standpoint, as far as I'm concerned, it's both depending on where you're coming at, you know? And, and, you know, there, there are many who say, you know, in order to tell whose story it is, it's X character wants this, but this, you know what I mean? And so I'm looking at this and it could be Max wants to go to the Powerline concert, but his dad wants to go on a fishing trip. And then the the reverse, you know what I mean? Goofy wants to go on this fishing trip, but Max wants to go to the Powerline concert. So it's like both forces are, are, are equal and opposite to each other. Neither one of them is, is firmly the protagonist or the antagonist. It just depends on how you're looking at it. Which is like fucking like talk about something that is I don't want to say I struggle to use the word revolutionary, but how creative and how like new that is for um, a kids and family movie. I think it's just I mean wow man wow I just I I, th- I think they 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 pulled off some shit with this one for sure. I agree, and I th- I think that the biggest thing about it is that. Uh, and we'll talk about this in just a moment. But the stakes that are in this movie, uh, the intensity oh, you're talking of the, about stakes, the ones they, the ones he fishes with. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? All of a sudden, you turned into a valley lizard, bro. You like, <laughs> 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 give me some of that vocal fry. A little. <laughs> 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 Miley Cyrus looking motherfucker. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> I think for me, um, the the stakes that they have that each character has are appropriate to where they are in life, right? Right. Uh, Max's right. stakes are end of the world for someone who's in high school. Goofy yeah. stakes are end of the world for someone who is a father. So I oh, think yeah. that all these things uh, play into the. Um, I think the, the 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 greatness of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just me. Yeah. 
Well, I'm excited to talk about it. Um, so I think now's a good time as any to take a break and go to drinks. Oh, I uh, probably should have said this at the top, but yeah, there's uh, no, no trivia today, uh, listeners. So um, if, well, actually, I'm glad I didn't say this at the top. For those of you who just tune in just for the trivia, at least you got like a little bit of this stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, actually, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's anyone who tunes in just for the trivia. But if you are out there. Um, Fuck wrong with you. Listen to the whole episode. Yeah, goddamn. Uh, but uh, yeah, so no trivia today. Um, uh, Kim is fine. Everything's fine. It's just the way schedules have worked out uh, for this day of recording. Uh, and then, yeah, so we're going to get our drinks and we're going to come back and talk all things Goofy Movie. And we are back. Jordan, how was your trip to the fridge? It was good, man. Uh, I am uh, keeping up with the season of seltzers. Mm-hmm. And I have this is another mighty swell. Uh, but it's not one of the crazy kooky flavors. This is a, just a straight-up slick and sexy blackberry. Um, so I don't know when the last time you had a blackberry was, but these things taste just like that. So it's good stuff. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I am about to make a whole bunch of people upset because as far as I'm concerned, summer's over. Okay. And therefore, I, I am drinking Samuel Adams Jacko Pumpkin Ale. Oh, so you're you're getting you're getting the spooktacular drink in early. I'm getting fantastic. Yep. All right. It's crazy. It, well, here's the thing. Like, I don't think anyone has any right to be mad at you. First off, like, drink what you drink. But also, it's like you know, you go to the stores now. It's like the shit. It's everywhere. You know what I mean? So it's there. Summer right. is almost over. And honestly, they, they put it out there because people buy it. And I bought these for a dinner party that I had for a friend who likes pumpkin beer. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm not mad I have these. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to drink more stuff like that. It's been it's been a very, very... I mean, I, I've loved seltzer season, but it has been a long one of drinking just the majority of... of with the things that I've drunk, the alcoholic beverages that I've consumed have been seltzers for the you know months now. Um, so I'm I'm excited to kind of get back because you're a dark beer alcohol. person, right? Yeah, yeah, but I also think too, like you know, and it's crazy. Like I guess Kim's kind of rubbed off on me in that regard because she's a very like seasonal. You know what I mean? Like oh, I ain't the right season for this, ain't the right season for that. Granted, with these seltzers, I kind of took that, expanded it, but still. I think I think the seltzer is a, is a is a solid summer beverage. So, I guess we'll go ahead and call seltzer season coming to a close. But for anyone who's been on the fence about drinking seltzers over the summer, get off that fence and uh, and, and and hop on this. Do trip. it any which way. We are going to be talking a goofy movie. So this came out in '95, directed by one Kevin Lima or Lima, depending on how you say the bean. Uh, he would then go on to direct uh, '99's Tarzan. And then, uh, what? You don't like that one? Depending on how you say the bean. I'm just through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> he would then go on to direct, uh, yeah, Tarzan 99, and then he did uh, 102 Dalmatians, and he did that Enchanted movie. You like that movie a lot, don't you? The live action one? Yeah. I mean, it's a movie. Oh, okay. I thought you liked that one. Um, no, yeah, I'm, so not a, I'm not like the biggest fan of it. Mr. Yeah, a little bit about Mr. Lima or Lima, depending on uh, how you say the bean. So, uh, yeah, so we open with uh, Goofy. He's a single dad. Um, you know, baby mama be trifling, stuff like that, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure his. No, uh, no, 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 no. Back it up. Put some respect on Max's mama's name. Max's mama is dead. Yes, yes, I know. I'll put some respect on uh, on on Mrs. Goof there, uh, but I'm just kidding around. Uh, yeah, so uh, he is the son. We have a 14-year-old Max, um, and their relationship is not uh, that great. Max is kind of like this cool kid uh, in school, um, and he has his, his friends PJ. And what's the other one's name with the Mohawk? Pauly Shore's character. Oh, my gosh. Uh, why do I not know this? I always just refer to him as Polly Shore. Same uh, here. Which I mean, if you can, if you can imagine Polly Shore as one, 
as one of these uh, uh, dogs, uh, you know, you, it's kind of what it is. Um, but so it's the last day of school, summer vacation is about to about to start. And uh, Max, PJ and uh, Polly Shore, there's this uh, assembly by the principal and they like hijack it very like National Lampoon's uh, senior trip style. Uh, they hijack the uh, the assembly and Max puts on uh, this uh, concert and he's dressed as uh, this famous singer, um, pop star Powerline. Played by Tevin Campbell. Um, I thought, here's the thing. when when I, Yeah, not Michael Jackson. Because I remember as a kid, I thought this was Michael Jackson. Uh, but then I was like, I was watching this again. I was like, Powerline is like Michael Jackson meets Prince, meets David Bowie. But then I was reading about it and it's like Powerline is actually Michael Jackson meets Prince meets Bobby Brown. So I was I was one third off uh, there. But anyway, so Max is dressed up like Powerline. He's doing his thing. He's got his, you know, his big old shades on and that and that and that jumpsuit and everything. And 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 people be all over Max after this thing. You know what I mean? They're like, they're like, oh, Max, oh, there's this one tan blonde headed whatever girl <laughs> comes yeah. up to him and <laughs> yeah and she's like oh you're gonna do whatever and he's like yeah 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 you know all this kind of stuff uh but uh it lands it lands max into some trouble and then the principal ends up uh calling a goofy who uh along with pete they take pictures of kids um uh like for K-Mart. like a like a portrait yeah like like a like a portrait uh, kind of business or whatever um, and he's like, listen, principal tells Goofy, he's like, listen, you, if, you, if your son doesn't get his shit together, I mean, he, we're talking, we're talking the big house, you know what I mean? We're talking, you know, all this kind of stuff. Wait, um, the line, the and, line is perfect though, because I think the line is the most extreme warning a parent could ever get. He says, <laughs> Mr. Goof, you need to get a hold of your son before he ends up in the electric chair. The electric chair? Click. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, so the straits are dire, um, um, so to speak. Uh, and this obviously does something, uh, to Goofy. He's like, man, I need to, you know, I know, I know me and me and Matt. He doesn't say all of this verbatim, but, you know, the, 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 the writings on the wall there. You know, I know me and Max's relationship ain't been what it needs to be, but, need to do something you need to do something to bring us together and stuff like that so he decides he is going to um uh take uh max on to uh this uh fishing trip um max though on the other hand there's this other girl he's got a crush on roxanne and he's like yeah i'm gonna be on you know be in the power line concert and stuff like that um and she's like, oh, my God, you know, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All this other kind of stuff. She goes up in, uh, to Roxanne's house and meets her dad, which is this very like, you know, those dads who have like the uh, the idea of like, my daughter's my princess and I'm going to clean my guns while you come up and visit my house and stuff like yeah, that. You know, that's you know, her dad. asshole dad. Yeah, that is absolutely her dad. Um, <clears throat> and um, yeah, so they kind of have a little moon river. So we have this sort of. Uh, 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 crush to sort of like uh, uh, semi sort of love story developing between these two characters, but then Goofy's like, "No, man, we're gonna go on a on a on a uh, fishing trip this summer because we're you know we need a bond and stuff like that, um, and we're gonna go to uh, uh, to Idaho of all Lake places. Destiny, um, Idaho. Yeah, there you go. Oh, um, and um, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> you do that pretty good, man. So, and it's the same route uh, that um, he took, uh, that Goofy took, uh, and like way back in like the 1960s and stuff like that. Um, and they end up going on uh, this um, this thing. Um, oh, and in that meeting, uh, sorry, going back to that when Roxanne uh, and Max sort of have that uh, uh, sort of thing, they were going to go out on a date due to his uh, performance. Um, and that's when he makes, so he lie. Max lies to Roxanne saying that his dad knows who Powerline is and that's where they're going this summer. And that's why 
you know, we're going to be on stage at the concert and stuff like that. So we have this, you know, Max's journey with his dad starting out with this lie that he's told um, um, to Roxanne. So uh, they end up going. And then before, uh, uh, not long after Pete, who is PJ's dad, uh, uh, and doesn't, I'm kind of, I'm not as experienced in like classic, classic, classic Disney, but isn't Pete mm-hmm. kind of like the bully yeah, is it wasn't Pete he is, like Pete, the Pete is one of the longest running villains in Disney Lex in the Disney universe actually. Yeah, uh, uh, he started off as Pegleg Pete uh, in early mm-hmm. um, uh, Disney cartoons uh, against mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse, mm-hmm. um, and so he got folded into like a goof troop and stuff like that uh, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a fellow dog person. Gotcha. So, yeah, so Pete ends up becoming a pretty big um, sort of influencer uh, uh, as far as Goofy is concerned throughout this. So they end up going, they end up uh, 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 Goofy and Max and going on this on this road trip. Uh, then they're making all these stops along the way. One of them is this. What is it like? It's like a, a possum themed. Um, Lester's Possum Park. Park. Oh my god! There you go. This is my, go. one of my top two favorite <laughs> moments of this damn movie. I cannot. I can't tell you how many times I have just watched the YouTube clip of uh, yeah. the Lester's Possum Park animatronics singing oh, uh, the theme song. But don't they're you want to be a uh-huh, uh, hanging from a tree? Uh-huh, uh, my yeah. I love it. <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's it's so janky and, and, and so funny. And, and when they pull up, this little girl's being dragged in there by her mom. She's like, don't take me in there. I don't want to go. You know, all this kind of stuff. And uh, of course, like it. Yeah, it, the, these these animatronics are like busted and rusted and and all these other sorts of things. Um, and yeah. And then uh, uh, after a while, they end up meeting with uh, Pete and PJ because they're camping. They're actually they're not camping. They're glamping because this the RV mm-hmm. that they've got. It's got like this pool that shoots out. It's got a bowling alley on it. All these other all these other sorts of things. Pete ends up getting into uh, Goofy's uh, ear. He's like, "Hey, man, you gotta, you know, under the thumb, Goof. You know all this kind of stuff that um, that he sort of uh, uh, influences him with." And so then Goofy sort of uh, sort of starts to adopt this sort of like, "No, you're gonna do, you're gonna do what I say, and you're gonna, you know, all this other kind of stuff." Um, and um, yeah, the they end up uh, le- uh, uh, hanging out with uh, Pete and PJ. Uh, for a minute and then pj tells max that like hey man everyone's at home they're gonna you know because you know you told roxanne about this power line concert you this and the other thing everyone back home is waiting for you uh to uh to be on stage and stuff um and so that obviously you know ramps some things up uh for uh for max uh, we have a fishing scene where uh, uh goofy ends up putting meat at the hook and that attracts uh, a bigfoot um, and the Bigfoot then, uh, scares Pete and PJ off. It's that cartoony thing where like all the things from the RV sort of like slam in the RV and they drive off and then Pete or sorry, uh, Bigfoot, uh, uh, corners, um, uh, Goofy and Max, and then they end up, uh, getting into their car and that's where they stay the night. And there's this really sweet moment. This was one of my takeaway. Cause I, I told you I hadn't seen this movie in a very, very long time. But one of the things that I took away from it, the thing that's kind of been forever burned in my brain is goofy heating up that alphabet soup with the uh, cigarette lighter in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, Hi dad soup. Fucking murder. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, it was, it was, wow. That was, that was a moment. Um, and watching that, watching that as a kid didn't, I'm not going to say it didn't hit as hard. It does. It doesn't hit as hard. It didn't hit as hard for me. Watching it now, it hit. Um, it, it hit really hard. Um, Ray, you know, Max does the high dad thing in there, and it's uh, it's great. Meanwhile, Bigfoot's out there just kind of like fucking around and um, you know doing uh, all these those sorts of things. Goofy falls asleep, and then Max takes the map, and then he changes uh, the route from Idaho to Los Angeles. Um, sort of where the concert uh, is going to be happening. Um, and then that's when you're kind of like, Max, you're kind of an asshole. Like, I understand where you're coming from, but it's a very conflicted relationship with Max, right? Because you just got doing this high dad thing and then you're going to change the change the map. It's um, 
Ah, anyway, then they end up going to a diner in the morning. Uh, Bigfoot's gone. Um, and then uh, Goofy orders a uh, short stack of pancakes and Max orders like eggs. And the waitress brings like the eggs with like the bacon with the smiley face and all that other kind of stuff. And, Goofy and, one, sort of, and one eye is like drooping off. It's- yeah, yeah. And Goofy kind of clocks this, and without saying anything, you can sort of see the expression in his in his in his goofy face, you know. And he's like, "Man, my you know my boy's feeling like he's you know being treated like a, like a little kid and stuff like that." And so he, uh, you think that he's calling out Max for changing the map, but he's like, "You're going to become the navigator now." Uh, and Max is like, "All right, you know," um, and uh, sort of giving him a big uh, sort of uh, responsibility there. Um, and then they end up going Sorry. to all these. Then starts the yeah the neck the the best montage in Disney history. It's great, it man. Yeah, they're going to all these different places. I can't remember all of them off the rip, uh, but there's uh like they go to a monster truck rally. Uh, there's a there's a part where they're like in the, like changing the tire. They're doing all these other. They basically it's like Max gets to pick where they stop along the way. This is essentially the 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 goal. Yeah. And, the, and there's this moment where Max is picking all the things that he would like, mm-hmm. and then he realizes that his dad is like suffering through them for him, and so yeah. he picks something that he knows Goofy will like, and the way that Goofy mm-hmm. just lights up, it is yeah. like. Um, also, can I just say this is probably this is some of the slickest hand drawn animation. Uh, it's really well done. Really well done. Um, I want to talk about a, when we get to a part later. I mean, I was watching it like, holy shit, like just really everything. We sometimes we talk, TJ, about, and I know that this is, there's a, there's a, a YouTube series called Every Frame a Painting, you know, where it's, and, and we sort of talk about that when we talk about this like 2D animated, we talked about it with Fox and the Hound and stuff, but like this, absolutely, every single frame, like was, it had, it had purpose, it had, um, um, it looked beautiful, you know, things like that. It's, it's, it's crazy. Cause you wouldn't, you know, knee jerk probably wouldn't associate goofy movie with like a beautiful piece of cinema, but it is that mm-hmm. I think it looks really good. Um, they ended up doing all those other sorts of things and they end up stopping at Neptune uh, motel, which is another image that I, is burning my brain. It's that waterbed with the fish inside of it. Um, and it just looks gaudy and uh, and tacky and everything else. And they end up meeting with uh, Pete and PJ again. Uh, and this is where and talk about just from you know narratively, like the the script is really tight too. Because uh, uh, in this moment, um, Max and and PJ sort of are hanging out eating pizza and stuff. And Pete overhears Max talk about how he um, he. Uh, um, switch the the maps or whatever and then he tells goofy that and then goofy's like nah my son wouldn't do that but then he goes and checks the map and sure enough sees that max changed uh the Mm -hmm. route and then goofy like this this really got me man and it's crazy because you you know look his name's goofy you know he's he is by you know, by his name, he's a goofy fucking character. You know what I mean? I have never in my life taken this character more seriously. And there are actually like he's shortlisted on like 2D animated characters to like. Like really like take seriously um, after this when he finds out, oh, shit, my son like betrayed me and stuff like that. Just going into the into the hotel not even mm-hmm. drying off, laying down with wet trunks. You know what I mean? Like on a waterbed, you know, that next morning when they're driving and he's got his eyes all squinted and stuff. It's like, man, Goofy's big mad, you know, and like big hurt and stuff like that. It was, it was rough to watch. I mean, it was, um, but I liked it. I liked that the movie went, you know, for, it got as deep and dark as a movie like this could. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it did. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. And talk about just, just setting up things and paying them off. You know, we, one thing that we talk about a lot when we talk about these movies is how sometimes narratively um, things don't have a strong enough payoff or things seem to happen for no reason and they get glossed over. Every single thing that happens in this movie has a point and has a purpose and and comes to fruition. Um, so, uh, yeah, and he is just, just you know, beside himself. Um, and they end up... 
but he goes along with it, you know. And then, and then coming up is the part that I actually refer to when in my in my writing classes when we talk about climax and how uh, the climax of the story is the moment of highest tension, uh, mm-hmm. and the climax is like the final choice that that your main character uh, makes. And then going back to when we talked about the on the first segment about this movie is is um, this movie is. Uh, uh, Depending on how where you're coming at it, it could be either either character story. I think that's still applicable within this climax because the final choice is: Are we going left? Are we going right? You know what I mean? Are we going to California? Are we going to Idaho? Both characters know exactly what's going on, you know. And Goofy's driving, and Max is on the map, and and I I got tense. I got tense watching this as a kid. I got just as tense watching this now. He's like, "Are we going right or left? Which way? Right or left?" And then like Max is like, ah, and then at the end he goes left. You know what I mean? And Goofy steers the car left. And every that that was like the final big choice and everything else. Like it's it's not it's not up to them. I thought this is just it, when we talk about climactic moments, this is up there. Not just kid and family movies, TJ, but just like movies in general. Um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. That, yeah, there's something about that moment which is I also think that this movie is so smart because they offer such a clear, both visual binary of choice, Mm -hmm. right? There is like the choice is not, it's, it's black and white, right? Yeah. Uh, And we know that each direction represents a character in a very like visceral and real way. And it's really just intelligent storytelling. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, it shows how Goofy wants to believe in Max and wants to believe that Max will do the right thing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And how Max uh, struggles with doing the right thing and um, believes that he can, like, kind of pull one over on his dad. But, but also, I think the most important thing about this is, like, the second that that choice is made, nobody in the car feels good about it. You know, mm-hmm. Max doesn't feel good about it. And I think that's a really important part that keeps Max a likable character because if, if Max was like a smug little shit after this, we'd be like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. So they end up going, uh, you know, Max's way towards um, uh, California. Goofy ends up slamming on the brakes and just tell him, is like, look, man, I know all about you. I know what you were planning. I know what you were doing, all this other kind of stuff. They get into this roadside argument. Uh, meanwhile, the car starts drifting off. And this is the part that I was talking about earlier when we were talking about how well this movie's animated. I mean, the car, it's still, it adheres to like classic Disney physics, you know, mm-hmm. when this car is rolling off and they're chasing after it. But it is so like smartly executed. You know, there's that moment where, you know, the, the all the bags fall off because they have that classic thing where like the luggage is piled super, super high on the top of the car. It hits like a like a like a, sh- a, a low overhang and all the bags fall off and the skateboard comes out because, of course, it does, you know. And what does the skateboard coming out mean? Well, it means that these characters are going to go on top of it because, of course, they will, you know, and then the skateboard uh, 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 gets up to the car and they get to the car and then it's like Goofy's door is locked because of course it is. So Max climbs in and rolls the window down and Goofy comes in. The e-brake breaks, you know, like every single thing is so well placed in this sequence. Um, there's that part where like the guardrail comes off and like and, and for a second, the car turns into like a little roller coaster car bounces on these um rock formations you know and eventually going into the water i loved this moment um it's so good and i like i didn't appreciate it as much i think as a kid you know but watching it now it's like wow man like the the artistry you know what i mean that went into it went into this into the sequence i think is so it's just it's it's something to be uh uh it's, it's something to applaud and it's truly something to behold here um, so, and they're up, they're floating on this car now and, and they're sitting on the roof and, um, you know, they kind of everything, you know, uh, 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 heads have cooled and all this kind of stuff. They're both still really pissed at each other. Uh, uh, and then Goofy's like, whatever, man, he just kind of resigns himself to the whole situation. And that's when Max like tells him about 
what he told to Roxanne and a lot, you know, confesses to his dad, like, man, I told Roxanne this and this and that yeah. other thing. I, I love the, I, I, there's two things about this moment that I love is that the thing mm-hmm. that gets Max to come down is, you know, Goofy's like, but you're my little boy. And Max is like, I'm not a little boy anymore. And Goofy just says, but to me, you'll always be my little boy. Right. Oh, yeah. And he says yeah. it with like the most sincere thing. And it's like just this breaking and it's mm-hmm. a silence. Right. And then yeah. like they drift on for a little bit. Uh, but then they start that uh, uh, one, the, uh, the I think the perfect Disney love song, the perfect Disney love song is nobody else but you, which is what they sing mm-hmm. to each other here. And it is uh, it is a love song between a father and son where they both have to come to terms with with each other's differences and say like, Hey, yeah, uh, we don't have to get a, like, we don't have to have the exact same interests, but like, I, there's no one else I'd rather go through life with. Um, and I think that this is one of the most pure and, uh, well-articulated forms of love in any Disney movie period. Like, you know how people keep harping on frozen for being like, Oh, the love between sisters. I'm like, bruh, Disney movies did it first to be like love of family, love of family. Uh, I mean, a goofy mm-hmm. movie did it first. So that, but yeah. I love, I also think that this is a really smart uh, show of screenwriting in general. You know, uh, we always have this saying of like, what, uh, interlate, leave early. Um, mm-hmm. And so there is that moment where after they sing the song and they're floating down the river, Right, it slow fades to just Max being like, "So yeah, she'll never, she'll probably never want to talk to me again." Blah 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 blah. And a lesser movie would show Max's full confession. You know what I mean? Right. But they yeah. didn't want to. But they didn't rob the emotional moment that we got from this from nobody mm-hmm. else but you before we leave. This is this movie is a masterpiece. I'm sorry, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, well, and then and then you know, fading out from that and fading up and into it, it 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 suggests that oh, they've been talking to each other for a minute. You know what I mean? Like we didn't need to hear all of that. You're right. It's 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 slick it's slick screenwriting in the sense that it's economical for it's economical scene work, but it's also slick screenwriting in that the audience doesn't need to hear Max confess his whole lie because we watched it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't. I need to. Who who wrote this motherfucker? Because, I mean, this, so we have three people writing it. Um, Was it Jim, Megan, Chris Matheson, um, and Brian Pimentel? Yeah, I mean, I'll have to look and see what they've done. Just because, like, this is, this this, this was on its own level, I think, as far as as these uh, family movies are concerned. Um, So we have that great moment. Uh, and then um, uh, Goofy, after, after hearing that from Max, Goofy's like, well, we got to get you to that concert, you know, and shit like that. But uh, they end up approaching a waterfall and it's this very harrowing sort of sequence where uh, the car is, um, you know, falling down. And then they have the, the rod and reels are still in the car. Um, and I can't remember the exact sequence of events, but I know it ends with Max hanging there and he's and he and he throws he like casts the rod down as goofy the perfect cast. yeah 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 um and then and then you know uh catches goofy by the pants and pulls him back up yeah i thought that was that was so great uh because it's satisfied again going back to every single thing serving purpose and every single thing having a place that satisfied the whole like what Goofy wanted out of the fishing thing. You know what I mean? It's like getting mm-hmm. to see his son do that. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, they end up going to the concert. They sneak in to like it, they have uh, they're sneaking in with instrument cases and stuff. And this Powerline concert kicks on. And you're gonna be mad at me, TJ, but this whole this song that if we listen to each other's heart, like I remember hearing it as a kid, but so many years passed, I forgot that. This song was from this movie. You forgot the bop of all bops. I forgot that this song was from this movie, and then it, when then when this when this turn when this kicked on, I was um, I was like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot. Like, yeah, this is where this is from, you know. And we have this, uh, you know, power line just comes on, and 
it's as cool as 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 you would as you would expect, you know. Uh, but uh, and of course, it cuts to uh, Roxanne and all and all of uh, her friends watching the telecast, just waiting for Max to come on stage. Throughout a series of goofy events, Goofy ends up uh, uh, being uh, uh, taken up to the stage, and this is a big orb thing and starts dancing with power line. Max is evading a security guard and he gets in there. They start dancing with power line. Power line's just like, all right, cool, whatever. You know, I'm not going to, you know, have you tackled here. You can go ahead and dance with me and stuff like that. Uh, and then everyone sees. Yeah. Which is always the thing where Paraline's like, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, uh, so they're all dancing and everything. And, and going back to what I was talking about, the first segment, how both like, and it happens later on. Uh, well, I'll go ahead and talk about this moment, and then I'll revert back to this one. So just moving forward, you know, every, everything's fine. You know, Roxanne ends up uh, uh, seeing Max dance with Powerline. They end up uh, reconnecting at the end of all this kind of stuff. Uh, they have a little moment, and then Max laughs like Goofy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, ha- and then going back to this moment of the concert, how both father and son are dancing, you know, alike. And when you think about Goofy as a character throughout the years that he's, you know, the generations that he's been a character. I mean, Max, his dance moves and the way that he moves is very similar to how Goofy moves and stuff like that. So there, 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 there's more similarities between these characters. I mean, there's differences, but there's also, there's also a fair share of similarities there between them. So I kind of like that little realization there at the end. And then everyone's, everyone's fine. Everyone's good. Father and son, uh, you know, love each other and, uh, and everything's great. I haven't seen an extremely goofy movie, so I don't know what that does to their relationship. And I almost like, I don't know if I want to watch extremely goofy movie because this movie, I think told a very complete story in a tight, less than an hour and a half package. Um, yeah. And, and I will tell you that extremely goofy movie is very much focused on like, uh, Max and goofy both go to college at the same time. Max goes mm. to college. Goofy's like, I should go back. Right. Um, and it's about goofy falling in love again. And it's sweet. It's, it's not the same, right. In any regard, mm-hmm. but it's very much like this. Now let this movie be about goofy finding a way to move on and like get another relationship in this gotcha. life. And, all of this builds on it's all canon with a goof troop because a goofy movie takes place three years after goof troop that show mm-hmm. um but uh cool. yeah I, th- there's one thing about the power line concert that i want to point out and it is um whoever was in charge of the animation sequence for that concert bruh fucking killed it uh like mm-hmm. i love when you talked about how you know they said that the inspiration between for Powerline was Bobby Brown meets Prince meets Michael Jackson. And it's obvious from the very beginning that um, Powerline of all the characters in this movie is, you know, is black coated. Uh, but mm. when I tell you, I was like, how did they get those backup dancers to dance so fluidly too? Like the hair sway, like, I was like, this is, this is top notch work. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just really, it's really, really great. Oh but, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I want to I want to go to you first. I mean, what is what's your rating of this? All right, we'll now do... ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> so my nostalgia rating is uh, my nostalgia rating is ten out of ten uh, because this mm-hmm. is the movie that uh, for a while they were showing it on Disney Channel. Well, first I owned it on VHS, right, and I wore that VHS tape out, right. Uh, mm-hmm. Then they would show it on Disney Channel, and then. Whenever Disney started doing like the ABC Family and like the Jacks and like all those other like auxiliary channels or whatever, right. uh, Disney Channel would hop on. Uh, I mean, Goofy Movie would hop on over there after school, and I'd watch it every time. Um, I used to be able to do the first twenty-seven minutes of this movie verbatim, all the dialogue and songs and everything like that. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it was one of my like go-tos. And so from a nostalgia rating, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 from a mm-hmm. adult. Like right now, I think like the great mouse detective, this is like a Disney sleeper hit where the script is tight. The animation is good. The story is clear. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the relationships are, are good. The visual gags in this movie are fantastic. And I, I think I think it's one of it's one of the few movies within just the 
Mickey Mouse section of Disney, right? That feels like it actually gives these characters a life. Does that make sense? Like, like, yeah, it feels like lived in, like these characters actually exist in this universe that doesn't just exist to be goofy and zany or whatever, but it's like, oh no, there's some emotional depth to these characters. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't think this would have worked with any of those other characters. I mean, Mickey. Mickey is is like too infallible. I think Donald. It would have been like, oh, this is our mean dad. No one can understand what he's saying. You mm-hmm. know, like like I think Goofy. Yeah, Goofy made the perfect sense for this. Um, I I I didn't. I've been going back and forth in my head on this one, TJ, because I didn't want to give this a ten out of ten because it seemed too easy. But then it's like I think about the movie and it's like, well, that's that's exactly the kind of work and the kind of talent and effort they put into it. I mean, this is 10 out of 10 stuff. I mean, there is there is you think about movies with very little to complain about. There's really nothing to complain about with this movie. This movie knew exactly the the kind of story that it wanted to tell, exactly how it wanted to tell it. Uh, It's an hour and 22 minutes, which is completely it's nothing, you know what I mean? Like, so it doesn't overstay its welcome whatsoever. I mean, yeah, this is a, this is a 10 out of 10 for me too. I mean, and, and, uh, it's, it's, it's a weird saying that because so often we revisit these old movies that, you know, were bangers and we were growing up and then they're just kind of like mid, you know? Um, but now it's like this one absolutely holds up, but it, it holds up in the sense that those of us who watch this movie as kids, you know, siding with Max now can watch this movie as adults siding with Goofy. And it's almost like a completely different experience, but still just as impactful. So yeah, this movie's fucking solid. Check it out. If you haven't watch it again, if you have, I think this is a great one uh, as parents to watch with your kids. Um, yeah. This movie, 10 out of 10, this, 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 this is representative of everything that we want out of these movies from a narrative, from a thematic and from an animation standpoint. So, Solid work. I agree. And that, everyone, is a goofy movie. We want to thank you again for joining us for another episode of Grown Man Watch Kid Shit. As always, please please give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Five stars, great. Four stars, excellent. Three stars or below. We will uh, flip over a car and put you on it and push you over a waterfall. Um, Veiled threats because you ain't taking my car. Um, uh, (laughs) keep in mind that we are coming up to Spooktacular. We are still taking those suggestions for spooky movies to watch with the family. Hey, you can even send us holiday movies to watch with the family. I know you might be like, TJ, that's so far away. Doesn't mean we don't need to start watching these movies now and planning now because, hey, we might want special guests on on these jobs, right? So we want to keep all those things in mind. And how do you get in contact with us to do that? You can contact us on Instagram or Facebook. You can email us at grownmenwks at gmail.com. Right. You can also leave us a message by hitting leave a message in the show notes, which will take you to our anchor page. We can leave a voicemail and we will listen to it. To your beautiful, beautiful, beautiful voices. Um, we are so grateful that you continue to listen and you have uh, decided to continue to join us on this. Uh, as the year starts to get into the last third, last quarter of the year. We ask that you each to take care of yourselves and each other. Stay crispy. Stay crispy, y'all. And we will catch y'all later. Jordan, what's the one trip that you are going to take your children on? It's like a big, you know, father, big parental trip. Um, Vegas. No, I, re- I really, I really. <laughs> Um, I really want to do either, um, obviously like, you know, knee jerk is like, you know, like Disney world, Disneyland, something like that. But I really want to take, I'd love to take the kids like to Italy. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Somewhere like take the kids, like, you know, like, like places like, like, you know, outside of the country. I think it'd be really neat. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You know, if if and when I have a child, 
uh, it's going to be one of those things where I 100% take them to, uh, I'll go to Ghana, I'll go to Nigeria, I'll go to Kenya. I, de- I want to, I like every other year, I want to be like, okay, we're going somewhere out of the country. Just that way they get some sort of worldly perspective. I think that that's vital. Like when I tell you my life changed when I went to Germany, mm-hmm. the motherfucker, they have bikes outside on mm-hmm. racks without chains. Mm-hmm. And I said, mm-hmm. why? And someone's like, ain't nobody going to steal these bikes. Yep. Excuse yep. me? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're looking at it, you're like, I'm going to take one of them. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not even a thief, yeah. but I just want to yeah. I just want to rock y'all yeah. world a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, I think that is that is important. And also, like, taking them to another part of the world, you know, to another country, it's like it guaranteed we're flying. Because here's the thing, man, I'm not a big road trip guy. You know, I'm not, I can do, I can do like three to five hours. No problem. Anything after that, I'm like, get me the fuck out of this car, you know, which is really as much as I want to be a road trip person. I'm just, I'm just not, I'm like, take me to the place. Let me enjoy the place. I get it. It's about the journey, not the destination. Fuck you. Take me to the destination. You know, I want to get there. I want to hang out. I want to be there. I don't know. I, I don't know. Watch Kid Shit is a Moon Street Media podcast. Intro and outro music was created by MPC. Want to find us online? Check out our social media links in the show notes.